Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good afternoon or morning, I guess, if you're listening to this on Thursday morning, which is going to be a little hard to do as we are under 24 hours away from the start or first tee of the U.S. Open. I am recording this at about 10 o'clock on Wednesday. It is still Wednesday all day today. And this is the Against the Grain pod where I go over the expected ownership and some good pivot plays for the slate or for the week, I should say, because we only have uh, the week-long slate to talk about, maybe show around round one. But the ownership, as you're going to hear, is spread out a bit. So we don't have to worry about that, at least in my opinion, as much. But still, a really exciting tournament unfolding for us. Certainly some good pivot plays to get into, so let's jump right into the Against the Grain pod, which, of course, as I'm going to give you my little 10-second spiel, is the third and final part of the Osmo Golf podcast series. You can find all of the Osmo Golf podcasts on Spotify, on Apple, or if you need the link, just go to Osmo.com, click the Podcast Network tab right on that front page, find Osmo Golf, and you'll be able to get all of my audio content on there, and even some of my video content on there as well, um, but just in podcast format. So, let's jump right in. Let's talk about the winning GPP lineup from last week. A $200,000 winner done by a single entry using all his salary and stayed under 80% total ownership. That is the target each and every week that I uh, try and tell people to do. This lineup consisted of Chez Revy, might be in play here this week, Doc Redmond, both of them had awesome Sundays going 66-62. In fact, Ches Revy had an awesome weekend going 66-66. Harold Varner also a 66 on Sunday. Kevin Struman a 67 on Sunday. Nick Watney. That's maybe the most surprising one in here. He came tied for 46th, but put up 80.5 DraftKings points, and it was enough at that 6,800 salary to push him over. And then, of course, he had Stuart Sink, 1.7% owned. Of course, the 130 points gives him 647 total, a winning lineup. Gotta love it. User, I can't even pronounce it, Phelps, Phelps Tranai, Phelps Tranny. I don't even know. Anyways, it was a winner, and we will move on to this week. So as I do at the first part of the Against the Grain pod, I give you the top 10 projected from my buddy here, Alex Baker, Osmo DFS, uh, his projected ownerships, which tend to be some of the best in the industry. So let's go ahead and take a look at the top 10 this week. Number one on the board, the value play of the week is Patrick Reed. He comes in at 86 or 8,500 right around there. I think Tiger's the other price and Reed's the other one. 
He's going to come in above 20% owned. Another guy that's going to come in above 20% owned likely is Xander Schauffele, along with John Rahm. Then it goes Ty Hatton and Webb Simpson from the 8 to 9K section. Roy McIlroy checking in around 15 to 20%. Patrick Cantlay as well, coming off finally a good finish for him in his last start at the BMW Championship. Justin Thomas also going to be here. Colin Morikawa, Daniel Berger, and then... The last guy in the top 10, Dustin Johnson, who rounds out all the golfers above 10,000. So all of the golfers above 10,000 this week will be in the top 10 owned. That's six of them. So the other four in there, Ty Hatton, Webb Simpson, Patrick Cantlay, and Daniel Berger, along with Patrick Reed, of course, too. Okay, so let's uh, talk about that top section, which I just mentioned all of the golfers in there. I've got Xander Schauffele coming in the highest owned. Maybe that's a little bit due to his price, but also he basically just won the PGA uh, Tour Championship. He's had three straight top tens in his only three starts at U.S. Opens, and each part of his game has found extremely good form over the last couple of weeks. So all of that leads to the highest ownership on the slate, and now you have a decision to make. Do you just pay around? So it would be a little up, I guess, if talking about these six specific golfers that are priced at 10K or above. Do you pay up and go get a John Rahm, who we know is also playing great, or a Dustin Johnson, who's playing great? Or do we go a little bit maybe against the grain and look at Roy McIlroy and Justin Thomas, who, or I should say Colin Morikawa, whose ownership is a bit of a question this week. I think that Dustin Johnson's price at 11500 in such a strong field with a little bit of difference there, even a $500 difference to John Rahm, I think it's pretty clear that Dustin Johnson will be the lowest owned out of the 10K guys. And if he ends up winning and none of the other 10K guys end up in the top five, it's almost like he's a must-own. So he's an against-the-grain play and possibly a must-own if you expect a lot of these golfers or uh, these other five golfers to not play well. Of course, it's a little difficult, but I wouldn't say overly difficult to try and get two of these studs in in your lineup. I wouldn't do it every single lineup that you're doing, but maybe a couple of them. But regardless, uh, I do feel that Dustin Johnson is going to come in lowest own, and I think you can get some leverage there. I know the price is uh, very high, but that's what we're dealing with. Uh, next, I believe Colin Morikawa, because he's 10100 versus the mid-8s that he was at the PGA Championship, I can't expect to see his ownership get north of 20%, maybe not even north of 15%, as his form is just not quite as good as Xander's, and he's higher priced than Xander. So I think Morikawa could actually trend closer to the 10% number when it's all said and done. Lastly, Roy McIlroy, you know, he's he got his one start out. He had the birth of his daughter, I'm sure, uh, now after two weeks or no, maybe 10 days. 10 days at home uh, with the newborn. I'm sure he's itching to play golf. Um, I mean, and let's be real, all you that are parents that are listening to me in the first couple, three, four weeks of a child being born, there's really not much a father can do other than to change diapers and give the mom a reprieve, but it's usually the mother that is taking a brunt of the work in those beginning weeks because typically, uh, in most situations, they are the form of substance and uh, and how to stay alive as, uh, like I said, the only form of sustenance for a child. So I'm sure Rory uh, is not uh, too sad about going to play golf this week here at the U.S. Open, and I'm sure he's raring and ready to play. Now, when he's won his majors, they haven't been these grinded out events that we are definitely going to see this week. So maybe the course fit is not great, but 
Lower ownership at one of his lowest prices in a major in quite some time should intrigue some people. Last two that I have not really talked about in length, John Rahm and Justin Thomas. I suspect both these guys to come in at about 15% owned as gamers spread out their ownership across this top part other than Xander Schauffele. All right, let's move down the list here to the eight to 9,000 range. And it's much stronger, at least in my opinion. I mean, you know, I've... I've had opinions that were wrong before many times, um, but in my opinion, much stronger than the one that we saw for the PGA Championship. For the PGA Championship, we had only 13 golfers, and they priced guys like Tommy Fleetwood, Tony Finau, and the alike down below 8000 Well, not this week. Tony Finau is 9100 Tommy Fleetwood is uh 8,900, so we're not getting the easiness to build the lineup. I think that has something to do with the fact that this is a $100 buy-in millionaire maker rather than at the PGA Championship, it was a $20, and you know, you got to fill 100,000 entries, and if it's tough to make lineups, you know, the people that fill up these contests are not going to make as many lineups as they normally would if it's not harder, if it's not easy to make. So now they switch to the $100 buy-in, probably not as worried about it filling, uh, so they price it pretty tight, which I like. So as we move in the 8K range, 16 golfers with a projected ownership of around 180% total. We already mentioned Patrick Reed at the top. He's kind of in that value section. He's down from his PGA Championship price. He'll be the highest owned, probably over 20% this week. Patrick Cantlay, Ty Hatton, Webb Simpson, Daniel Berger, Tony Finau, Tommy Fleetwood, two guys I just mentioned. I definitely suspect all of these golfers to be owned at least 13%, maybe as high as 20% on some of them, like Ty Hatton, who's continually getting some good notes in the industry. Lastly, the next three, I expect between 10 and 15%, maybe closer to the 10. Hi, Deku Matsuyama, Bryson DeChambeau, and Victor Hovland, who was the last golfer on the range last night. Is that good that he's grinding, or is it bad that he's maybe hitting it too much? Who knows? But still, Matsuyama, DeChambeau, Hovland, right around that 10%. And then we should have about five golfers that get under 10% this week. Ricky Fowler, Adam Scott, and Matt Fitzpatrick. Let's talk about them for a minute. Adam Scott's only... Played about two or three times since the restart. It's looked decent in all of those starts, though. Matt Fitzpatrick has relied on his putter ad recently, but he found something in that second event, or I shouldn't say second round, with Tiger Woods at the Northern Trust. Followed that up with a really decent showing in the BMW Championship. Wasn't enough to get him into uh, Eastlake, but still, nonetheless, maybe his form is coming around good. Plus, he's got a pretty good record at the U.S. Open over the last couple of years. So Matt Fitzpatrick, under 10% owned probably, uh, might be in play. Ricky Fowler, nobody knows where his game is. The fact of the matter is, Ricky Fowler and Jordan Spieth have basically fallen off the earth. Maybe one of those two will bounce back this week. Last two I'm going to talk about is two of the guys that we have seen in this generation of golf really perform some of the best, if not the best, over the last 20 years. Certainly for Tiger Woods, it's you know he's obviously been the best over the last 25 years. Uh, Justin Rose has certainly found uh, quite a good career on the PGA Tour as well. Probably a Hall of Fame career when it's all said and done. Both these guys are going to come in near 5% this week. Nobody wants to play Tiger Woods when Patrick Reed is right there. And nobody wants to believe that Justin Rose is that good at golf anymore. And he has had the lowest or the most amount of points lost in the OWGR this year. So obviously it hasn't been good. But nothing like a major win to turn that around. Now, if I had to pick between Tiger and Justin Rose, I'd probably pick Tiger because at least Tiger's stats have not looked that bad. His putting has been terrible, but his approaches have been really good. Uh, his irons, I mean, the irons are always good, but 
If you can find the fairway a lot, maybe Tiger Woods can actually compete this week. It is going to be colder temperatures towards the weekend, and, you know, my theory on that with Tiger Woods, or maybe not my theory, a lot of people's theory is that um, the back hurts a little bit too much or it takes a little bit too much to get the back loosened when it's colder, so um, maybe that's why a lot of gamers are looking the other way. All right, now let's move down into the 7K section, and like I mentioned at the top, uh, this is much different than the PGA Championship when we could go and put in five guys or six guys, even six guys that we like in a normal week and fill out an entire lineup of just guys priced in the 7K range. Not going to be the same this week, but it's still pretty good. 39 golfers, over 260% ownership, but very, very spread out between the 39 or so golfers. Now, not each one is going to get 5% owned, which you know would be roughly the average, maybe close to 7%. 7% would be the average. But it is very spread out. Abraham Answer and Harris English are expected close to 10% owned. Next batch of guys like Jordan Spieth, Sungjae M, Paul Casey, Louis Ustazen, Gary Woodland, Matt Wolf, and Billy Horschel all probably between 7 and 10% owned. Now we start maybe a little bit lower owned, but I still think all of these guys are going to get above 5% this week that I'm about to mention. Brendan Todd, Joaquin Neiman, Ian Poulter, Kevin Kisner, Shane Lowry, Matt Kuchar, Sergio Garcia, and Cameron Champ. Now, Cameron Champ, interesting note, I mentioned two guys in there, Cameron Champ and Matt Kuchar. Matt Kuchar's caddy, John Wood, left him a couple of weeks ago. There was no reason or or, uh, notes as to why it happened. Kuchar just said it was John Wood's decision. Well, now we know why he did it, as now John Wood is the caddy for Cameron Champ. If I uh, had a decision in my career to trade a... um, how do I say this nicely about Matt Kuchar? An aging backdoor top 10 specialist for a young 25-year-old up-and-coming star. I think I'd probably take that almost every single time. Sure, Cam Champ is going to give John Wood uh, probably a couple of more weekends off than he would have gotten with Matt Kuchar, but it's likely that he's going to see a lot more wins over the next 5 or 10 years than he would with Matt Kuchar as well. So just an interesting note there. As we talk about a couple of more guys that I expect to be under 5% owned this week, some names certainly that have been in play and some names that you recognize, Phil Mickelson being the number one, Bubba Watson, number two, Alex Noren, Matt Wallace, Siwoo Kim, Mark Leishman, Bern Wiesberger, Cameron Smith, Zach Johnson, Brand Staneker, Lee Westwood, and Danny Willett. Now, if you're like me, none of those names really, really get me excited. Siwoo Kim has made his last nine straight cuts, though, and playing very good. Um, had one bad round there at the Safeway last week, but he was the tournament favorite. And he still ended up making the cut, so it's not like he hurt you like Jordan Spieth did or something like that. Um, again, though, not many of these guys I would be overly excited about to roster in uh, my lineups this week. I'll certainly have a couple of them in a couple lineups, but uh, no core plays for me out of those. Okay, let's go on. And, if, and, and I, just before I go on, I actually want to mention that it, at 6% ownership versus a 4% ownership, which, you know, something like Brendan Todd and uh, and Cameron Champ versus, you know, Phil Mickelson and Bubba Watson, the 2% difference there is not enough. So if I like Brendan Todd and Cameron Champ more than I do Mickelson and Watson, the 2% ownership is certainly not going to scare me. That's probably my most captain obvious statement of the day, but I uh, thought I'd at least bring it up. Um, Okay, let's go to the 6K range where we still have 90 golfers, total ownership of about 163, so almost about 2% per golfer. Now, again, there's, as we always know, there's going to be a ton of golfers that are under 1% or near it, but there's going to be a 
good amount. I would say maybe even close to 10 golfers that are at 5% or more this week. Let's go down that list. Ryan Palmer, I believe, is going to lead it off. The second straight major that he is going to be under 7K and the highest owned golfer. From this price section, Kevin Streelman, though, may challenge him. He's coming in at 7%. Byung-Han An also around that number. Chez Reavy, who's on good form and has some good U.S. Open history. He's around 6%. Adam Hadwin, Eric Van Ruyen, Kevin Na, also around that number. Rasmus Hojgaard, he will be an interesting one to watch this week as it's going to be about 5% owned, roughly. But he has played probably some of the best golf out of any golfer in the world over the last 10 or so weeks with four top 10s, including a win, the 19-year-old from Denmark, making his first ever uh, major championship appearance. So it'll be interesting to watch him. Keegan Bradley, Lucas Glover, Brian Harmon, Sebastian Munoz, Adam Long, and Joel Damon, along with Jason Kokrak, Lanto Griffin, and Matea Schwab, all going to be around that 5% number. But I don't expect any of those ones I just mentioned to get over it. So still, if you like them for your lineup, if they fit, Thomas Peters falls into that camp as well. <clears throat> if you like any of those guys, I I'm not scared by the ownership. I know at the PGA Championship, Ryan Palmer ended up much higher than the 7% projected. I think he ended up around 15%. This time, I don't see it because we have a plethora of names um, down here that are at least playing well and have caught the waves of some gamers. So whereas Ryan Palmer was pretty much the clear favorite last time, I don't think he's going to get above 10% this week. So... That will do it for my Against the Green pod, depending on when you're listening to this. Like I said, I'm uh, producing it right around 10.30, 11 o'clock on Thursday. Uh, Not Thursday. That would be a bad time to do it since the lock would have already happened, which is a good time to remind you. It's at 6.50 in the morning, tomorrow morning, Thursday. I'm recording this on Wednesday. Thank you. We're going to get it together here. Uh, Appreciate that. And if you're not already an Awesome Plus member and you want to check out my entire player pool, which is coming out in the winning element within probably the next hour and a half or so. Or how about the top golfers tool from Osmo or his projected ownership golfer projections? How about my model where I give you all of the strokes gain information for like the last year and a half and so much more, including Ben Raz's weekly premium article. If you haven't joined us, it's a great time to do so by using the promo code bogey. It's going to be the theme of this week. There are going to be a lot of those. Bogey, you're going to use it. You're going to get 50% off your weekly pass. So if you do it today, you're going to actually get next week's Punta Cana Corrales Championship content in there as well, which next week we're going to have a weak field. So great time to use our research here at Osmo to benefit your PGA DFS lineup. So we got the major this week, We got, which of course has the strongest field. And then next week we have one of the weakest fields. So a great time to try us out and learn what we bring to the table uh, in no matter what, whether it's the strongest field or the weakest field, there's still plenty of money to be made. Okay, so uh, until next time, everybody, come out and join Ben Raz and I at 8.30 tonight, live before lock. We're going to, it really is a live before lock. I mean, geez, if, you know, we're going to get less than eight hours of sleep just by the time we end our show before tee off time. Uh, so uh, it really is a true or truest a live before lock we can have in golf. So until then, everybody, come join us on that and thank you for coming by the against the grain podcast and we will see you on the other side cheers lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.